is the Truth Fairies podcast. The truth hurts. So we will be giving our very biased and unqualified opinions on real life situations. From reality TV, relationships, and parenting, we'll cover it all. So, so let's, let's get started. started. Oh, and we're back. <laughs> starting us off with, a, with an audience. I like it. <laughs> so good to be back. Thank you for all of your cheers. Thank you for making us feel so welcome. Oh, good to be back. Good to be back. We literally just got back from Myrtle Beach last night. We have not even been home for 24 hours. So you're getting the raw, uncut Myrtle Beach. Slightly sunburned, sleep deprived. Jamie worked all day. All day. Crazy. It is. It's stupid. But we had fun. I do have to say, it's shocking how quickly the humidity is sucked right out of you. (laughs) You get home and just dry up. Just shrivel up like a prune. Uh Uh-huh. Very, very upsetting. I know. It is. You could live in humidity oh, and I could. heat. I, I love it. I, I I, get out of the humidity and I immediately age 10 years. I know. I know. We would look so good. It's like we are if hot we lived. in humidity. I know. That dewy glow that we get. We glowed. We're so dewy. Our nails looked good. I know. My Our hair. Well, my, your hair looks good. My hair loves a your bit of hair. Looked amazing. My hair grew an inch an hour until I was out of control. <laughs> until we look over and it's just this ratted hairball. It is. It's. I do. My hair gets. No, it actually looked no, good. No, it really grows. It, it. It. Yeah. It expands. It does expand. Like there's. Say. There's no way to control it. Yeah. Well. So. You know. Yeah, it's too bad. It's a shame. It it prompted me to buy 800 humidifiers to place all around my house <laughs> to see if you can get a beach wave at home. I, I just I just don't want to be 55. Maybe you should get the like salt spray that you can like put in your hair and see if you can recreate it because your oh. hair was so cute there. It was so humid. It was so nice. Um, I was just thinking of something. Oh oh, and we bought. We need to talk about this. We <gasps> bought baby palm trees. We did. And I'm sure they're going to shrivel much like we did in this dry, godforsaken climate that I we know. live in. But it's arid. This, yeah, we brought palm trees home. They're we really cute. did. We should we should track their progress. I was like, in three or four years, Jamie's like, you really think they're going to live that long? <laughs> we're yes. Bu- yeah, we went online at the airport and we're buying a pot. And I'm like, do you think like a, a an eight inch pot is sufficient? <laughs> <laughs> or do we need something bigger? No, I'm like, we'll we'll repot them in three or four years. She's like, let's mm. be realistic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like every time I go to Hawaii, I buy that plumeria stem yeah. you can buy and you can plant it. And every time I... It's a DOA. Every time. <laughs> it gets yeah. soggy and... Very, very sad. I know. Very sad. But uh, we had a great trip, so. We did. Um, it was lovely. So thanks, Debbie, for thanks, Debbie. hosting yes. us. Yes. Um, what is tickling your fancy besides our well, vacay? I, I can tell you what's not tickling what's, my fancy. What is poking your boob? What's poking my boob was the freaking shingles that I broke out. <gasps> oh, yeah, you got the herbs. The day that we went, what am I, 800 <laughs> that I broke out with shingles the day of our vacation. I know. Right in the middle of my fat face, mm-hmm. a big old crusty burning Burning shingle pain. Ball of the herpes. Ball of fiery shingles. Apparently, it's the same thing as herpes. Apparently, I did not know that. Yeah. So. Um, Let me see it. Oh, it looks good. Looks good today. You caught it early. I did. Luckily, caught it early, got on some medicine, and I'm 
near shingle free, but <laughs> it was there just long enough to keep me, my face out of the sun and keep me from enjoying, yeah, fully enjoying every aspect. That ha- of my... Every time we go out of town, something happens with you. I know it's so stupid. La- I think one of the times we went, you had an eye thing. Remember? One time my LASIK gone awry, yeah, and I was blind out of one eye. You remember were... how horribly mean and moody I was. <laughs> Yeah, you, I think you had a patch on for a while. I wanted yeah, we, you tried to patch it up. <laughs> I thought it would help. <laughs> yeah, so there was that. There's the I know shingles. There's I mean yeah. it just there's always something. I used to before I had my uterus scalded and burned to a crisp, shredded shredded up on purpose. I would always be on my period on vacation. It's like it's like vacation menstruation. <laughs> yeah, it's like your body's like oh she's going on vacation. Well, you think? We'll show her. You think? Yeah. Oh, I have I have ruined some Airbnb sheets. <laughs> I, the crime scenes have, it looks like, Many been committed in my hotel rooms. Taxi cabs? <laughs> yes. I mean, oh. Beach chairs, lawn chairs, bathtubs, I'm you sh- name it. I'm shark bait in the ocean. Oh. I Googled, does menstruation blood attract sharks? Uh, and does it? Yes. Of course it does. Speaking of... See, being a woman is a huge risk. It is. You never know. We are the most killed creatures. That's not. I just made that up. Okay. Nobody nobody write in on that statistic that doesn't exist. It's probably true. But I think it is true that men are the most, like, the biggest predators of the world. We know that men are typically serial killers. Yeah. I mean, yeah. no, that's not true. Men are not... Serial killers. Kills, killers are typically men. men. <laughs> the majority of men are serial killers. How do you like walking around with that statistic hanging over you? Ew. They do say that in your life you will be, you'll either meet or like pass by a murderer. And I have a little story about that. Okay. One. <laughs> you okay? I was holding in a comment and a response because I have a story about that too. You do? Go ahead. It's not, mine is not really a story. It's more of an observation. Okay. So we'll come back to mine. Well, I dated a guy in high school. Not very much because there were red flags. <laughs> but he was like one of my dad's best friend's sons. Star athlete, super good looking, like homecoming king. But kind of acted like he could do whatever he wanted. You know what I mean? Yeah. Acted like, if I call you on a Friday night, like, you better you be, be ready. And I'm like, hell to the no. I got options. Anyway, he went to jail for something and um, murdered his cellmate. Oh, dang. I know. Like, choked him in the night for snoring. I'm glad that didn't Not going to drop would, names. <laughs> that would be very concerning. Right? Especially if you're a snorer. I dated, I know. You dated a serial killer. I dated I a mean, killer. I mean, he's not a serial killer, but. But maybe if he had been out of jail, he would he have. might have gotten a hankering for it. Uh-huh. Um, when I fly, I get concerned with people taking over the plane. So when I was getting on the plane yesterday, okay. when we were coming from, we came from Atlanta back to Boise. Yeah. And so I always try to observe, because I don't know if I'm more worried about the pilot just slipping up and crashing the plane or terrorists. I don't, I don't know which is more concerning to me. Okay. But I'm always eyeballing, look, picking out the terrorists. Yeah, right? this Pick- is more concerning you than a plane crash? It's the... The, the people on it? Uh-huh. Yeah, people okay. are way... I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Go on. Anyway, somewhere I heard that serial killers have a tendency to have <laughs> two 
have double calyx in their hair. <gasps> like, you know how you have like that little spot? Is that what, it, uh-huh. is, is that a calyx? Calyx, yeah. Serial killers tend to have two. What? So I'm walking down the aisle yesterday and I see this, I don't know, kind of shady looking guy. So I flipped around and caught, uh, just looked to see if he had two swirls in the back. Did he? He did not. Oh, good. Which is why I could then rest and, well, not worry about somebody taking over the plane, but just worry more about the pilot yeah. crashing it. Yeah. Which I don't know why I have this fear that a pilot is completely incompetent. Yeah. Do you worry every time you fly? Oh, every time. These thoughts come? Every bump, every Every turn, every time the engine, you know how you'll hear the engine uh-huh. kind of go louder and then quieter? Uh-huh. Every time it starts to go quieter, I'm sure it's just going to stop. Really? And that that plane is going to go down. It. Oh, I did not know you. So would you consider yourself to have a fear of flying? Or is it just no. low enough that it, it doesn't? It's just, it's just no, there in the back of your mind. Because like once I'm on and I'm like doing something, or like once I settle in, I'm fine. Okay. But I do... It's like I think I've driven a car for how many years, mm-hmm. and I don't ever get in the car and think, "Oh, wonder if today's going to be the day." You right, know, right. but but why do I get in a plane and question the pilot's ability? Maybe because you're not in control. Because when I get in like an Uber or like a shuttle, like last time at the car dealership, they had this like 80 year old man driving me home, and he drove like a bat out of hell. And I was like, good hell. And he's like, yeah, I get complaints all the time about how fast I go. Like, oh, you're so cool. I'm like, you're, don't tell me this. Well, but even then I wouldn't worry. I mean, I might be a little uncomfortable, but I wouldn't, I, I would not like fear. Yeah. But I don't know why. I just fear like a pilot. Like, I don't know. Like, is he sitting up in the front thinking, oh shit, this is looking a little <laughs> rough out here. Or is he yeah. like, is, does he, does it not even cross his mind? Right. To no, fly a plane? he's done it. A thousand times. Oh, and a thousand times. Every time there's turbulence, I'm like, this is this is it. See, now I worry that I'm going to vomit, but I don't worry about oh, dying. Oh, speaking of this, did you know the kid on our flight home yesterday vomited? Are you serious? Did you start to smell kind of a pastrami smell at one time? <laughs> it was fairly early I on. I thought it was, yeah, I thought someone was like eating pizza nope. or something. Nope. Kid threw up behind oh. us. Oh. Because I saw the stewardess, stewardess? Yeah. Flight attendant. Yeah. Come over with a garbage bag and, and the other flight attendant met her halfway and she goes oh she got sick oh, and was had like oh, i'm yeah. glad i didn't know yeah so no pastrami salad on rye no. more vomit sandwich <laughs> now here's something i heard that you maybe can confirm or deny being a funeral director's wife okay i heard which makes sense if someone dies on an airplane they just leave them in their seat like they don't like have an emergency landing i mean it's like if they can't revive them they don't like just let someone have a heart attack but say someone immediately dies say anaphylactic shock something they can't revive them they don't do anything they just literally like leave that person in the seat until they land okay i have zero (laughs) (laughs) nothing to back up this but what would you want them to do pull over them up in the in the (laughs) pilot's little section yeah put them in the cockpit put them behind the steering wheel yes lay them on the ground yeah put them in the bathroom (laughs) There are not a lot of options. Okay, there needs to be a dead body holding place on an airplane, like a little chute that you can like just put them into the like luggage compartment or something. Slip them on down to the <laughs> what underbelly. If you were, yeah, what if you were sitting next to somebody, they died, and then you're sitting next to Bernie. We can Bernie the whole like. Well, do you take his pretzels? Do you? Like, they're not gonna not know. <laughs> 
That they're dead? <laughs> yes. I know, but I want them to make an emergency landing. And do you know what it's like? I mean, lifting a, a hauling a dead body around can't be an easy feat. So I they mean, just leave you want them to lay them on the in the aisle? Just something. Step over them. And also, if someone dies on vacation, they have you know they have to fly them home or whatever. Right. Where do they put them? In the underneath. They do. Yeah. Do they we, put them in a coffin underneath? They are packaged. They okay. <laughs> just. Open up the door and throw somebody's ass in there. No, they're they're packaged. Are they they're in a bag? They're like in, a body bag. They're probably in a body bag. They're probably they're in a shipping container. Okay. They're yeah. But like bubble wrapped. Because when they get there, would they be all beat up if they were like? I mean, <laughs> like, I don't think they're just slamming around okay, in the bottom of the plane. I, just, I mean, I don't like, know. These, so. In our lifetime, we probably maybe if say I fly five times a year. Do you, what are the odds that I have flown with a body beneath me? Oh, of course you have. <gasps> of course you have. Oh man! You know how many times I've been to the airport to pick up a body? A lot. Yeah. Huh. Wow. I mean, it's. I hope I don't die on vacation. I don't want to be. Sh- I don't want no. my body shipped. No. No, but it's like <laughs> think about all the times that you don't just have to be on vacation, but. Like maybe you die in one city, but you're you want to be buried with, it, with right. your family in a different state. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come get me in a car. You can't drive your ass twelve hours to come pick me up. You personally, I'm gonna hold. If I'm within a twelve hour radius, you want. A, I want, want you to. You I want an escort. Okay. I want a like full hearse. I want the full funeral procession. Okay, they don't pick you up in a hearse to start. Well, how else am I going to fit my body? In a van. They have a pickup van. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sorry that I'm getting so emotional about this. I mean, I thought I thought a hearse was just the standard body transportation system. The hearse is the. They don't even call it a hearse. It's called a coach. Oh. But it's that's what they bring the body like in the the casket to the funeral and stuff. But like on a when you're doing a removal, yeah, they they don't. Like if somebody dies, they don't pick them up in the hearse. They, I guess that's true. They pick them up in usually in a van, an that's un, true. like an un. You wouldn't know probably. How many times have you been on park next to somebody, has a body in the back of their vehicle? Probably a lot. Oh, see, I have a fear. Not a lot. But. Now let me ask you this, and then I'll be done. Okay. If I died, like when people pick you up, but it's not a crime. So I just died in my home or whatever the nurse, mm-hmm. wherever they're, they're removing you. Do they put you in a body bag every time? Yes. Okay. I just needed to know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if that was a crime scene situation. No, they just they just put you in a bag. They put you. Yeah, they do. So that probably all the time. I'm probably seeing bodies and just thinking they're rugs or whatever. You're thinking it's somebody's playing baseball uh-huh. and they just have a really long bat. Uh, Ooh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, well there you go. That is your funeral mortician wife corner. Send your questions <laughs> about Submit dead questions. And um, now I need a disclaimer that says, nothing that I say reflects my husband's business. <laughs> yes. Right? Because Jay- Jamie I'm is probably, not an actual Jamie expert. Is not a funeral director and or mortician. Nothing that she says reflects whatever. Yes. Okay. Okay, good. Okay. Um, okay. Well, let me dive into a very fun, weird, and wacky, wacky world. world. I love this so much, and it made me giggle a little bit. So um, anyway, here you go. Okay. So this is about a guy named Henry Gray. He's 23 years old. Okay. Um, Henry Gray has always been able to taste, smell, or have a feeling associated with words for as long as he can remember, mm. and discovered that he has lexical gustatory 
synesthesia. Ooh. It is, this is a real thing. I love this. Um, he, he learned that he had this in 2009 after his parents and teachers picked up on him commenting on the tastes of his classmates' names. <gasps> oh. um, synesthesia is a neurological condition that results in the joining or merging of senses that aren't normally connected. So those affected can often taste or smell when hearing, speaking, reading, or thinking about words. Hmm. Isn't that fascinating? Yes. Especially the taste and smell. I know. Um, Okay. So for Henry, the name Boris Johnson tastes like squishing a hard-shelled beetle with his foot. (laughs) Oh, wait. (laughs) These are very... And so it's not just a taste, but it can be sensations and stuff. But they're so specific. Because you can't taste squishing a beetle with your foot. No, but but he probably has a... sensation of it. Like so it tastes it's the squishing, the hard shell, the crack. But the, it tastes like that. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, Harry Styles is like hair sticking up. It. Okay. Hold on. Let me say that again. Harry Styles is like hair sticking up like telephone wires. Okay. Um, despite his condition, Henry insists that most of the time the feelings are background noise, but would struggle to date or be close friends with someone with the name he really disliked. Um, He says, I've always associated words and names with tastes, smells, and feelings. It's all I've ever known. To me, Kate Middleton is vaguely... (laughs) Stupid. Is vaguely like jaggedly cutting cloth with a knife in a church. Oh, that is very specific. (laughs) And I can hear it, he says. Oh. Um, Oh. Is that recording, by the way? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I don't want to have missed all that. Okay. Um, but Cameron Diaz is like a sparkling disco ball slowly rotating, and Jennifer oh. Lawrence is like sniffing the inside of a shoe. No, I love Jennifer it, Lawrence. It's nothing personal. It's her name. So it's the name. It's, it's the name. Okay. It's the. It's just the sensation of the name. Okay. One of the worst names for me is Kirsty, which is the faint smell of urine. I I can see that. I, I yeah. Mm-hmm. Now every Kirsty I know is like. Thanks. Um, okay, he says, I'm not sure I could be close friends or date a Kirstie. Mm. It's hard, but I do judge people based on their taste or smell with their name. Which you'd have to. And does he say that he physically smells it or he just associates like every I don't time? Know. But it's it's a taste or smell that okay. he associates with it. Interesting. Um, it's always the strongest when I first hear a name or I'm introduced to someone, but I can normally tune it out like in his day-to-day life. Hmm. Um, okay, hang on. He said... Um, Okay, so he, so he, they, the parents found out about it when he was commenting on it in school. And at first they probably just thought it was a silly association. But yeah. um, he said, I would say things like, Lucy is a big red lollipop when they called out her name, <laughs> like taking role in class. And everyone would look at me confused. Most of the time, I quite like having synesthesia and it doesn't get in the way. Um, he said, I'm a bartender at a pub, so whenever I look at people's ID, I get a strong sense of the taste and smell. Interesting. Um, sometimes it could be an image or a feeling, like Leanne is a rose leaning on a window. Oh. Um, the name Francesca is one of my favorites, and it is silky warm chocolate coffee. Ooh. He finds that he often gets the feeling of the word strongly when he first meets someone, and then after that he can kind of block it out. But he did talk about how, like, having somebody like your partner where it's very repetitive yeah um would be really he couldn't do it if it was a name he didn't like oh my gosh uh he said the condition mainly affects him with names but other words such as the word off Uh um have this uh, let's see (laughs) has the smell of rotting and the word because is like a split wooden clothes peg 
Oh my god. He's gosh. British, so he's like a like yeah, a wooden I hanger. Can see, yeah. I love the name Alice, which is sliced apples, and it's also my sister's name. Oh god, that's that's good. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. Haley is like faint, soft music. Okay. One of the worst names is Ian or Ian. Ugh. It's like having a sticky, blocked ear, all gammy and waxy, like the sensation of an earache. No, one hundred percent. That is one hundred percent with oh. Ian. So then he goes on and just lists some of his favorite, like his the best and worst ones. Interesting. Um, let's see. Abby is orange hubba bubba. <laughs> Um, hey, let's see. Mitchell is stretchy, cheesy, shelled pasta. Huh. Theo is a cotton ball in your mouth. Oh. Oscar is citrus or orange juice. Martin is Smarties. Mm, love me some yeah, Martin. Yeah, you do. Martin's. Bailey Smarties. is warm milk. <laughs> Mary is a pile of unwashed pink bed sheets, faintly smelling damp. Wow. <laughs> that is so specific. Um, Kate is the sensation of burning myself on ice, like falling over on an ice rink and scraping your skin on dry ice. Okay. Natalie is broken wood splinters in my mouth. Oh. Gertrude tastes like when you swallow back your own sick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Gertrude. Like some of them like make a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Daisy is a sickly sweet butter that's been left out in the sun and it's turned orange. Oh my gosh. Arabella is a long smelly sock. Danica is sharp segments of ready salted crisps lodged in my throat. Oh my gosh. So some of them are like images, some are feelings, yeah. some are smells. Um, Vicky is like biting into shattered glass. Mm. Brittany is the sensation of having my hair caught in something and pulled. Mm. Uh, Harrison is like an itch on my body that I can't scratch. It's everywhere and nowhere. Um, he says, I, does, I don't even like saying Harrison. Huh. Elijah is like licking an eyeball. <laughs> Rupert is a beer burp. Um, Brad is a rope burn. Dylan is a toilet seat. Um, Brayden genuinely provokes the image of horse manure smeared on a wooden wall. (laughs) (laughs) Teddy is beige unwashed couch covers. Um, Hafsa feels like running my fingers through an old person's greasy hair. And Warren feels like heartburn. And then he did have a couple like famous people that I guess are associations of the full name. Um, Jeremy Corbin, which I don't know who that is. I don't either. I'm sure it's somebody really important. Uh, Feels like soft bum fluff hair on a young man's chin and cheeks. Wow. Donald Trump is a rubber duck flattened, letting out (laughs) air as it deflates. Um, Emma Watson is like a tiny pebble dropping into a puddle and it ripples. Matthew McConaughey is like choking on a really smoky cigarette. Huh. Um, Viola Davis is like pouring scintillating water from one pretty glass vase into another. Oh. Um, Holly Willoughby is being something like a hopping kangaroo. <laughs> and Kim Kardashian is vaguely kind of like quickly ruffling handkerchiefs around in your hand. Oh, my God. Isn't that fascinating? Yes. And at first, I didn't, I don't know if I believed it, but he's so like... I don't know. It's so weird. So, so specific. specific. I bet if, I wonder if they did a, like a CAT scan, if when they said a name, like the part of your brain that associates with taste and smell would light would up. Be, well, they say well. that it's like a, yeah. it's a genuine. Um, like they probably studied it that way. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So I love it. So I wonder what, if anybody has this out there. Yes. Tell me what I, tell me what I, um, 
sound or taste yeah, or feel like. What is Jamie and Brooke? I, how would you feel if I took my bra off right now? I would feel very comfortable My with underwire is poking my side boob, like literally. And it's off. Okay. <laughs> it is now officially. Thank you. Jeez. I'm going to have to throw this bra away. Why don't you put okay. it somewhere where the guy out there at the desk doesn't see? <laughs> no, just like, wave it around. I feel like we're like coyote ugly again. I know. Okay. Girls trip. Okay. Uh, let's move on to... Oh, honey. Oh, honey. What All do right. you have? What do you have? All right. A-I-T-A for making a pregnancy jar. So a woman in her mid-30s is writing this. My husband and I have been married for six years. We still don't have kids. We want them, but it's still not happening. Friends and family are causing us constant stress about having a baby soon, but it's obviously something we can't control. We only wish they'd stop, but to no avail. So what I did was come up with the idea, and that is to have an empty jar, and I call it pregnancy jar. I carry it with me in my bag whenever I'm with friends and family. And every time someone asks about when my husband and I are going to have a baby, I pull my jar out and ask them to drop a dollar in there for asking. <laughs> I'd get puzzled looks, but they reach for their pockets, wallets, purses, and pull out a dollar and put it inside the jar. It actually worked because most of them stopped asking after about four months. Last week, we had dinner at my parents' house. My brother came back from his business trip that lasted a month, and while we were eating, he asked me when me and my husband were going to have a kid. My husband paused. I got up from the chair and made my way to where my brother was sitting with my jar in my hand and asked him to drop a dollar for the question he asked. He stared at me and then laughed nervously, asking if I was being serious. Everyone was looking at us. He said, no, he didn't have to pay me, but I told him he didn't have to ask either, so here we are. I could tell I felt embarrassed. He immediately reached out to his pocket, pulled out his wallet, and put a dollar in my jar. I made my way back to my seat and sat down and resumed eating like nothing happened. It got awkward afterward. Mom pulled me into the kitchen later to tell me that I embarrassed my brother in front of his wife and family and said I should quit acting childish by running around with a jar, demanding others to put money in it. I told her they should quit asking then. She went on about how they're just worried for us since we're in our mid-30s and don't have much time left if we want at least one healthy baby. I got upset and she started arguing. My husband and I left and we haven't seen them in days except I got a call from my sister basically siding with mom and the other saying I'm being childish. So AITA for this. Kind of. I mean, you're, like that's like me saying, I'm just, I'm going to start a smile jar. And now every time anybody smiles at me, you have to pay me. You have to give me money. But you can't just demand. Like, how about come up with something better? Like, I don't like you asking me that. Like, set some boundaries. Yeah. And just clearly communicate. But acting like a toddler. Yeah. With a jar yeah and demand <laughs> demanding money although really it would only take one or two times right but really wouldn't wouldn't it also be just as effective to say you know what i i really wish you wouldn't ask me that it yeah. makes me feel uncomfortable yeah and why why would that be less hard than whipping out a jar and asking and for a dollar like an ass it's so weird how sometimes people feel like they can't just set clear boundaries with people. And why does anybody care? Yeah. All people, I mean, oh, people care. But why do people care if other people don't have kids? And do why do people feel like they have a right to know? Yeah. Like, I mean, why? You wh have no, clearly they're struggling with, like, they want a kid. They're not just childless by choice, which still is no one's business. Right. But, the, like, I have people in my life that are, like, 
they're, they're literally like mid-20s, but they've been married a few years. And she's like, you would not believe like what my in-laws and what people like say about us not having kids. Because some people, I know this is shocking, but some people don't want them. Some people don't want them. Some people don't want them. Some people can't have them. Some people don't like them. Yeah. Some people have infertility. Some people, yeah. I mean, there's a million things. So why, how about this? When you see them with a baby. <laughs> then you'll know. Or if they tell you that they're having a baby, then you know. Yeah. If not, don't ask. Otherwise, don't ask because chances are, eh, I don't know if this is true or not, but in, in my case, you, the idea that you can't have a baby is always on your mind if you're trying. Right. And then when someone asks, it just triggers like, I don't know. I don't know when I'm going to have a baby. Maybe you yeah. should grow one for me in your uterus if it works better than mine. Right. And I also think, I think... People are asking for awkwardness when they ask that question, especially yeah. if they're if it's somebody that is kind of past that normal age range, right? If yeah. you're somebody in their late thirties that yeah. is that is kind of approaching that, like if, especially if they've never had kids, yeah, then it's kind of like why would, you're opening? Wouldn't you think that through? Like, what if I ask and they are having infertility yeah. issues? What then if they just weird. had a miscarriage? Like, oh, like you don't know. It was people's like business <laughs> when I was twenty-five, and people would ask me, "Well, when are you getting? When are you going to get married? You old maid, <laughs> you rat, ratchet old maid. <laughs> I don't know when I'm going to get married." <laughs> it's like, like oh, wow. so part of me likes the idea because I think people asking when someone's going to have a baby is super inappropriate and obnoxious, and they deserve to give her a dollar. But at the same time, like. It's okay to set boundaries and to tell people, yeah. please don't ask me that again. So I think, I wonder if she thought this would just kind of be a funny, like, lighthearted yeah, way. You've run the joke out, <laughs> right? But if it made him uncomfortable, like. It's like when you tell a kid a joke and they get a laugh and then they have to repeat it 800 times. <laughs> yeah. To keep getting, like, you've proven your point, you're done. Right. And this is her brother. I'd so ask for $20, though. So. Yeah. Pop a 20 And I. She, if she came, who has a dollar? That's what I was thinking. Does everybody? She's just waltzing around with a dollar. And I mean, apparently nobody with kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, know, I hate it. I hate it. She bugs me. So, I don't know. I don't think, I I kind of like her, but I do think it is kind of stupid. Yeah. I think she's stupid. I think her brother's stupid. I think her mom's stupid. Everybody's stupid. I think her husband's stupid. Everybody's yeah. stupid. The dollar's stupid. <laughs> Okay. I'd ask for something better. Speaking of stupid, mm -hmm. here's one for you. Yay. Okay. I have a five-year-old niece called Evie from my older sister, Jane. I took her out last week. This is a guy talking. Okay. okay. I took her out last week to go to the zoo and to give my sister and her husband a break. On our way home, we went through our local Starbucks drive through Evie rarely gets those drinks um, with my sister at Starbucks, mainly because they're expensive and she never finishes them, even the small size. My sister also isn't a huge Starbucks fan. She prefers simpler coffees. So I asked what she wanted, and she didn't know. I asked her if she wanted a cup just full of whipped cream. <laughs> <laughs> and she got excited and said yes. So I ordered my drink, and I also got her a pup cup, yes. which is what people usually get their dogs, and it's just a small cup of whipped cream. Yeah. Evie loved it. And it didn't cost me anything. So I figured it was a win-win situation. <laughs> it is a win-win situation. And you know what? Good job to all these places that do pup cups. Yeah, I've heard it called a puppuccino. Well, yeah, puppuccino. They do a pup cup at um, So Delicious. Do they? They do a pup cup because my Stella, oh, she loves herself a pup cup. I didn't know dogs could eat whipped cream. Apparently but. they can. And the minute we drive around, like the minute we pull in, 
She is like trying. To, she is trying to climb over me. I pull up to the window, and her big fat head's out the window. She knows. She knows. Oh, and it is a real treat. That's so cute. Um, okay, so she gets you know the pop. Yeah. Okay, my sister looks at me. Hold on. Ba, 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 ba. He okay. He continues. I dropped her back at home and came inside as well. My sister asked how her day was, and Evie tells her. When it when it got to going to Starbucks, my sister asked what she got, and Evie <laughs> said a pub cup, and rambled on about how it was a cup full of just whipped cream. Yeah. My sister looks at me and asks if it's the one you give to dogs. <laughs> I said yeah, and jokingly said, "Isn't that right, Evie?" Evie's the cutest little Dalmatian. Evie laughed and pretended to bark. Well, my sister was pissed. She said I was an ass for getting her daughter something meant for dogs and pretending like her daughter was a dog. She linked it back to feminism, which, wow. Whoa, that's a stretch. And how I was somehow degrading her and her daughter. Oh, gosh. She told me to apologize, and I said no, and I left. Our dad told me that Jane was just being protective of Evie and that I should just apologize to her since it wasn't worth it. I plan on doing so since it was such a big deal to her, but am I the asshole? No. no, Uncle of the Year. You know what he should have done is he should have whipped out a second puck cup <laughs> and given it to the sister Jane. Smashed it right on her like, face. Oh, you don't like being called a dog? Where? <laughs> well, here you go, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Works. Yeah. Oh my gosh. See, I was like, she's gonna be mad about the sugar or something. I I wouldn't have guessed that she was mad that it's a drink for dogs. It's whipped cream. It's whipped cream. Like, there's nothing wrong. And you know what? As a parent, okay, let me back up. Okay. First of all, any hack you can do, for like any parent yeah. hack you could do, pup cup. You want to buy the kids something at Dutch Bros or at um, Starbucks, it's like $6 a cup. They're right. not going to drink. Right. Or a free pup cup. Who is not going to do that? It's brilliant. And she was happy. The kid's happy. Yeah. Also... Don't bite the hand that feeds, Jane. Uh, yeah, exactly. Brother's taking the five-year-old out for the day so you can spend some time with your husband. You just keep on letting him shove pup cups down exactly. her little throat. <laughs> exactly. And that compared to a drink at Starbucks, she got way less sugar. Way less. Way, yeah. Probably much happier. Much Nothing happier. Nothing went to waste. I, you got a day off. She is so overly sensitive. And how is that feminist? Like, how is... There's, How is that linked to feminism? You're degrading me and my daughter by giving her a pup cup. So, like, if I had a son, you wouldn't give him a pup cup. Mm, I bet <laughs> pretty, you would. Pretty sure I would. Maybe it was the, like, you're the cutest little dog. and But every kid likes to play puppies. Every kid wants to play dog. Yeah. Every kid wants to be. I've had Lainey say to me so many times, some days I just wish I was a dog. She does. We all do. We all do. You know? Just lay over, get her tummy rubbed a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's not like he's breeding her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, that is brilliant. That is a life hack Mm -hmm. that I might just use. You should. I wonder if I could get away with that. My youngest is 10. I don't know if a pup cup, I don't know if she'd go for it. But, you know, if I threw it out there, like, how about you just get a big old cup of whipped cream? Yeah. I bet she would. Yeah. Oh, so. I love it. Yeah, don't. If your brother's going to take your kid to the zoo, don't hate just, the playa. Uh-uh. Hate the game, just Jane. Let whatever he does slide. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. People are stupid. I know. All right. Well, mm, do you want another stupid person? I, you know, I love stupid. Or, oh, there's I, I have too many good ones. Okay. Today was leftover day, by the way. Oh, Since good. we just got home last night, I have a folder of stories. So it's like when you just. 
whip like container side of the fridge and you're like who knows what it is it's left overnight guys i don't recognize it but i put it there <laughs> so it's fine that's what this podcast is left overnight okay i am in college this is a girl writing um and my roommate from last year meg whose family is really rich said she could bring a friend on vacation it was kind of awkward I was her third choice, but her family vetoed the first two because they didn't want her bringing a boy or this other female friend of hers they disliked. Her parents bought my plane ticket and booked the resort, which I was very grateful for, and I saved a lot of money up so I could make sure I buy my own food and activities when I'm there and treat her family to a dinner as a thank you for the ticket. But when the trip started, it was just bad. It was her, me, her mother, her father, two of her father's male friends, and her three brothers going. On the flight, they all got first class and got me an economy seat, but I didn't say anything because why argue about a free ticket? The first night, they went to a grocery store. It turns out they wanted to cook at the resort kitchen for the whole trip. And by they wanted to cook, it actually turned out they wanted me and Meg to cook. I wasn't warned about this, but it turns out Meg's family is so traditional that they see cooking as a woman's job. (laughs) And her mom had just had hand surgery. So it was me and Meg cooking every meal for six men and her mom. And I can't cook well. I know a couple staple meals to feed myself, but since I rarely eat meat, I don't know how to cook it. I'm also okay at cooking for one or two, but I have no practice for cooking for a group of nine. I screwed it up, undercooked chicken, overcooked some steak, and her dad was angry with me. I got short with him and told him that if he knew how to do better, he could pitch in instead of standing around criticizing. But he got furious and said it was his vacation. I said that I was trying to have a vacation, too, or did they invite me to be an unpaid domestic servant? I think they paid you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> With your room and board. Mm-hmm. Meg's parents and dad's friends got angry and said, I got angry I said that and started yelling at me. The argument escalated. I sarcastically called myself the help. His, his dad snapped at me and told me to get out of their suite and go home. Didn't say shit about how he expected me to do that. I left and called the airline with my ticket and asked them if they could do anything to prevent anyone else from modifying or canceling my ticket. Uh, They sent me a passcode and said no charges could be made to the flight without it. Then I went to the resort desk to ask about rooms, saying I was stranded unexpectedly. They actually did have some affordable rooms available because of a weekday discount, so I got housing and still had money left over for touristy stuff. I went sightseeing and relaxed on the beach for three days until Meg's parents ran into me. They were taking a sunset walk and did a double take seeing me on the beach. They said they thought I was going home, and I said I decided to stay. They were angry because they saw me staying and using the return flight as having deceived them into thinking I couldn't afford a vacation, and using them for flights when I could actually afford things. Am I the asshole for staying on that vacation and using the flight home? No. (laughs) You go, girl. I love that she stayed and lived it up. It was probably way better. Oh, way better. I'd rather be on vacation for myself than cooking for nine people at a resort. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny. I mean, it's terrible that they, you'd think that her friend would be like, oh, so there's a down. And if you're going to pay for somebody's vacation, if you're going to offer to take somebody on vacation, you don't need to put them in economy. I know. <laughs> you put everybody's in first class and you're going to put the help in the bath. Right. I mean, come on. <laughs> she just was brought along to cook, apparently. But yeah, Meg probably, I'm assuming, knew this was going to happen. Right. Um, but. Yeah. Oh, it's bad. I don't even want to cook breakfast on vacation, like for my own children. Or my own self. No, or that. 
My in-laws, on the other hand, who please don't listen, I hope they don't listen, um, do cook. Like we went to a resort in Hawaii and I swear we spent more time like at a grocery store and cooking, even for like lunch. Like I don't want to leave the beach to go like make lunch. No. I want to get whatever or bring something down, then go back up and like use like cook and use the leftovers and I'm like oh I just it's just not worth it to me no part of a vacation is the that is part of the experience right it is the going out and the eating and that's the entertainment and that's at least for one meal yeah yeah I can see like if you couldn't afford like if your vacation was I'm I'm spending all my money to go so we're gonna like grocery shop like that's fine but like let's make it a consensus though (laughs) i would rather go on vacation and cook than not go on vacation at all but to have someone else cook for you and have all the men sit around Mm -mm. ew that's dirty no we don't do that and the friend should have told her like it and where was the friend in all of this where was the friend when she was sitting in economy right and where yeah. Well, now she's stuck at the hotel room cooking for eight men, so. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why she never ran into her friend. Yeah. Because she was at home slave driving for the. Ugh, gross. gross. The interesting thing that I thought was weird is they were mad because she said, well, if you could have stayed, you could have paid your own way. So you made us feel like you couldn't afford a vacation. Like, no, she didn't. That was never the, I mean, what, I guess we need more information because what was, what were the parameters of this trip i think as far as she knew they said hey you know it's mom and the brothers and their friends and the dad's friends why don't you bring a friend so you have someone to do something with this and we'll pay for it right which would be cool if you could afford to like bring other friends right and if and if the friend knew this was going to happen she should have made it clear because then the girl could have been a little bit more like oh well my parents said that they'll pay for you to come, but we're going to cook the meals. Because yeah. that even still might, I mean, it depends on where they were going, right? That right. still might be a vacation. Right. And I mean, she... But at least <laughs> don't just pimp her out, you know? No. You've got to tell her. And don't be mad she stayed. It's no skin off your neck. She was going to fly home either way. Exactly. Using that flight, like, you bought her the flight. What What, what did you they expect her to do? They didn't get their meals out of it. I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think people are so oh, stupid. Oh, Yeah. Um, okay, here, <laughs> this one is, okay, I have two little just kind of stupid ones, okay. but, okay, this one is, this lady was writing, this is actually, um, she was in a Facebook group that I'm in, Oh. and she said, um, is there a reason my boyfriend has never said my name? <gasps> okay, she said, I've been with him for two years now, and have not, not once have I heard my name from him. I kept track because when we first started talking, I was convinced he still didn't know it days into <laughs> us talking. But here I am two years in, and I've never heard it from him. What? In fact, I don't even have a label, so to speak. He doesn't call me babe, no like nickname, nothing to re- reference me at all. What? If he wa- Let's see. If he How? wants my, I don't know. If he wants my attention, he'll stand in front of me. He'll <laughs> tap my foot. He'll flash a light. What? Um, he'll shake something in front of my face. No. Just any other way to like ca- get her attention. Ew. When he's talking to his family about me, he refers to me as she or her, and puts an emphasis on those words so they know what she or her he's talking about. What? Is he trying to avoid being personal with me? If that's the case, then why does he keep telling me he wants us to be more romantic? 
I use his name all the time. I also like to use it in cute tones and make it more personal. I still question if he even knows my last name. I still question if he even knows your first name. Right? Does he wow. even know you? Does he have what our guy in the weird and wacky world has and he can't say her name or hear it? Or he it gets a vomit out? taste in his mouth. I don't know. That is really fascinating. Yeah. I My biggest pet peeve is being tapped. Like so if or, someone or wants my attention snapping. and they tap me, it's like, ah, just, yeah. Or, or hey. Or whistling. Oh, gosh. Oh. Like when somebody whistles at me, Mm-mm. I want to claw their damn eyes out. Don't give me a pup Don't cup or whistle, whistle at me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't imagine not even having like, hey, hey, babe, hey, honey. Like from across, so across the house, he walks over to her and just stands. like, <laughs> hey. Like, what? Oh. what? See, Jake very rarely calls me by my name. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this before. Almost never calls me by my name. He always just calls me honey. Yeah. But what if he doesn't know your name? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know, right? But, like, if he does say my name, but that's then I'm like, we, oh. Yeah. Me? Yeah. You talking to me? That's kind of weird. No, it, but it's like it's more his more, if he says my name, it's usually more, like, serious. You know, yeah. otherwise it's like, honey. Even yeah. when he's mad, he always gives me that. Honey. <laughs> the mad honey. <laughs> the mad honey. Ugh. I'm like, don't you honey me when you're mad at me. <laughs> you use my name. Get that filthy taste in your mouth. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, ask him. Yeah. Well, okay, so this is the thing. I always am so shocked. Do people that write these things in, do they really not have more of a relationship with this person? They wouldn't say, dude, <laughs> you never say my name. You never. You've never said it. Who am I? Yeah. Right now, go. Just say it. Say it. What's my name? What's my middle name? And even to refer to her not by her name. Doesn't say it. Or my girlfriend, at least. Just she, like, and the family just knows. Her? Ew. A head nod? Yeah, it is high time. Can you go back and find, like, I need a follow-up. Like, Um, you need to ask him. I will have to look. Because I'm sure the commenters are saying, can you? A lot of people's (laughs) comment was, um... That, well, some people actually said, what if it was like... Um, what if he can't pronounce it? No, but like, what if it was something, almost like this guy that has that, um, whatever it's called, I can't think yeah, of what the name of it is. Thing? Yeah, that it might be something that creates, and some people, I've heard this, but I don't know if it's really true, that are like, um, some people that are autistic, mm-hmm. This the certain sounds of words or names or things like that can be like... Like a sensory like thing? A, yeah, like it bothers huh. them. Maybe um, he has a sensory aversion to saying her name. But maybe. then you would think kind of like what the other guy said was you'd kind of think that he would, that would, that would be, if it was something bothered you like that, you wouldn't be able to form a deep, meaningful relationship mm-hmm. with them if it mm-hmm. was something that was going to like, I don't know. Um, and you would also think if that was the case, he would come up with a nickname for her. Yeah, I mean, because it's not, or it's just not just, her. yeah, <laughs> especially if he refers to other people by name or. I would like to know what her name is. I know. Maybe it's a horrible name. Yeah. Or maybe it's like you with the name Melissa and you Melissa, can't say you it. You just can't say it. <laughs> I don't know. But a lot of people were saying, and a couple of people had commented on it that like one lady commented that her parents um, had, a, I mean, it was just a really ugly marriage or whatever, and that her dad would never refer to her mom by name. And it was like a. It was like a, a, a lack of respect. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. like you don't even deserve to be like Voldemort. Yeah, like he who shall not be named. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but is I mean, but how do you get there? How do you get two years? Two years in, in and like that is a long time. And you would notice it every day. What? Okay, here's it would the take question. over in your brain as this huge issue. At least to me, <laughs> what, I would. What is his name? Her name in his phone? Is it just <gasps> blank? <laughs> is it her. just? It's just in the contact. It's just that shadow of a woman. And you know how like the little, it doesn't have a picture. (laughs) It's just blank. It's a dash. It's a black, like the the black outline. Yeah, the shadow, the silhouette. Yeah. It's it's just a, a punctuation mark. Yeah. Oh, I, can you please like add me I, into this group? I need I know, to hear. It's I need so to hear. Weird. Everything. Okay, I'll, I'll have to. I'm send so it fascinated to you. by this I know. one. But I would be like, there would come a point in time where I'd be like, I just need some <laughs> some validation. You would ask, talk to me. I think about a month would be my limit where I'd be like, okay, so do you know my name? What if he calls her at work? What right. if he doesn't call her on her cell phone? He calls her at work, and somebody answers the phone. Yeah. Is what yeah. is. Hey, is that girl there? Right. I mean, what do you like? I want. He's never said it. I just can't. He's never said it. I cannot fathom this. Ugh, so weird. I love it so much. What's your other one? Oh, my other one. Um, and okay, let me find it. Okay. I just lost my place. Okay. This look, one, look at my bra over there on the floor, <laughs> just <laughs> laying there like I own the place. And we're in a glass room. It's not like <laughs> this. We're in a public place. We're in a library. Oh, yeah. For heaven's sakes, oh, nothing yeah. bad happens in a library. <laughs> And people are looking in at us, and her underwear is strewn amongst the... I just couldn't podcast anymore with my boob being poked. Okay. I have no dignity. We all have our own little quirks, now, don't we? <laughs> yep. Okay, so um, this one is just a little opinion one. Okay. <laughs> I just thought, okay, I'm just going to read it. Okay. Ladies, I need your opinion. What do you feel when your man eats another woman's leftover food? Are you okay with that? <laughs> I was in, I was on a double date, and when everyone finished, she was on a double date with a friend, okay. and when everyone else finished, um, the date's significant other handed over her, her food to my boyfriend, and he ate it. That made me feel like this isn't the first time he's eaten her food. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a weird feeling that maybe um, they – she her writing is so – yeah. off the charts here. I have a weird feeling that they may have some unnormal relationship. Because he ate, Cause he ate her leftovers? So, and it sounds like, and there were some, people were making comments and then she was responding to the comments. So, okay. so it was like, the, this girl gets done eating and then turns to the her boyfriend and says, do you want do you want my leftovers? Do you want my leftovers? <laughs> and, or, actually, I don't even know if she hands it to him. It she sounded just, like so. It sounded um, like she offered she it to him. She just hands over her food to him, and he ate it. <laughs> so it was this unspoken, like, she hands it over, and he eats it. Yeah, which is interesting. It's interesting. Like, I would want to know, how did she know that he's an Aaron and will eat whatever <laughs> anybody else doesn't eat at the table? All I can picture is, like, the three of them sitting, and then Jabba the Hutt <laughs> Sitting there, and so the girl finishes it, and then just like throw like garbage disposals it into Jabba the Hutt's mouth. I know you'll finish this. (laughs) It seems like she definitely knew that he's a a food finisher, right? But it didn't give us any context to like. Did she offer it to her date first? No, no, she didn't. Because somebody asked that, and she didn't. But maybe her boyfriend is a non-food sharer. Yeah. 
And, and maybe she's got the part of Aaron that just doesn't like to see her food wasted. And a lot and of so men. she's like, here. Or maybe he's the biggest one at the table. Maybe yeah. he's the hungriest. Maybe he ate really fast and he was like really eyeballing that with the heart emoji eyes to yes. her food. There, or, but I don't think it's in a, I wouldn't like suspect anything appropriate going on because they shared food. But some people's comment, I was surprised. And the more they, the more comments I read, the more I sort of agreed with it, that it was, um, it was almost, okay, well, let me read you some of the comments that okay. I wrote down. Um, this person said, it wouldn't be the actual eating the food for me. Mm-hmm. It would be the fact that they seem to have an unspoken connection about it. Yeah. Um, and Which is weird, but again, not necessarily a red flag. Right. But it wasn't like, does anybody want my... It was just <laughs> yeah. like she hands it over to yeah, him. That is very weird. Um, and then somebody else said, "It's um, I agree with the f- previous post 100%. It's not inherently weird, but I would also think if there was no communication about it and it was just like a reflex, reflex that that would get my gears going for sure. Yeah. And she's does, like, but just yeah. ask. Yeah. It does make you think. Yeah. Like that's... Yeah. And then somebody else wrote... Um, so I just can't stop running these scenarios in my head. Um, she said, apparently the appropriate non-cheater response would be the lady friend. Hey, I'm not going to finish this. I don't want to waste any food. Would you like to finish this for me? Uh-huh. And the boyfriend says, hell no. I love my girlfriend way too much to finish that food and not waste it. I shall go to McDonald's on the way home. And you trollop, give your leftover food to your own man. <laughs> And then she said, I will, I do have to say, my husband and I are now using eat your leftovers as sexual innuendo. Oh. (laughs) Eat your leftovers. I do agree that it's weird. Weird. It is weird. Like, how did that happen? Um, Yeah. And then this, the last one said, uh, or not the last one, but one of the other good ones said, unless she regurgitated it into his (laughs) mouth like a baby bird, I... (laughs) I'd take some time and communicate with my partner about how insecure I am feeling, and I'd work on that. Right. Yes. Yeah. If she's going to be that insecure about them sharing food, I do agree that there's something that it just seems weird that she just offered it to him, but it's not something to be insecure about. Yeah, because it sounded like in the original post, she didn't give any, like there was nothing that would suggest that like they've been out before, that they have any sort of um, like, like I would know. The Aaron is going to finish my food. (laughs) Or the Aaron is a food sharer. So he would be totally fine. I mean, when we've all gone places, he'll swap food and taste mine and I'll taste his and everybody else is like, yeah, but not all. So she, it's weird. But they might have a pat. Like they might. It didn't sound like that they did. Like there was no context for them to know that. Yeah. She doesn't know that. Aaron and his friend Elise, they have like a, they go to lunch with like a group of colleagues and everyone just knows Aaron and Elise are going to share food. Like, mm-hmm. they just eat off each other's plates. Mm-hmm. And then when we go out as couples, it's the same thing. They just, they eat each other's food. And everybody just knows. Well, this is awkward. They must be sleeping together. <laughs> but it's, it is just weird. It's yeah. just, but then as I think about it, the more I think about it, I might be a little weirded. I don't know. It was, it's the is unspoke- it intimate? Yeah. No. It's not intimate. It's it, just how did that happen without anybody talking about it? That's what it would be weird to me. That is weird. But I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't, like, I would say there'd have to be a lot of other red flags right. before I'm just just, <laughs> just going to jump both feet into the, the yeah. having an affair. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're brother and sister. Who knows? Yeah. One time I was at, like, a pizza place before we had kids with my sister and her kids and Erin. 
And my sister knew the people like in the booth behind us. We, we were kind of talking or she was talking to them. They were getting ready to leave. And Aaron's like, can I have the rest of your pizza? <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, I don't know him. Well, now I think would be an appropriate time just to talk mm-hmm. again about our experience in Denver. And I'm sure we've talked. Have we talked about this on the podcast so. before? When Brooke ate, when we, <laughs> we had gone to a show yeah. and we're sitting at a restaurant after and the people <laughs> had been sitting kind of beat to the side of us had ordered this big piece of cake that yeah. looked fantastic Dead. and they finished and they were like a, they were a clean looking couple <laughs> <laughs> and they got up and left and <laughs> leans over and finishes their cake. They had barely touched it and I ate off the side that was like the frosting side and I was like what do you guys dare me to get that cake? <laughs> And then she just did. She just ate it. I and did. It wasn't that good, if I remember. It right. wasn't. I was like, now wasn't I see why they left. The it. potential of catching some strangers, some like shingles, Pepsi. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I did. And then one time, I took my bra off in a public library. So, wow, there's that. I am so flat without okay. it. Okay. Um, Too much. Let's do the barren truth. The barren truth. With our last four minutes and eight seconds. As okay. if we have to be done in an hour. Yeah, That's because the, not well, true. we know that the library police are downstairs watching <laughs> us. Uh, okay, so the question that I posed was: If you could only know the answer or the mystery to one cold case true crime mystery, which one would you choose to know? A hundred and ten thousand percent. Okay, Jean Benet. Jean Benet. Of course, it's Jean Benet. Of course, it's Jean Benet. Because we'll never know. <sighs> We're never dead. Gonna mom, know. dead dad. Is dad dead? No. Dead mom, living dad, crazy brother, mm-hmm. body thing, in the basement, yeah. in a room, in the same house. Mom writes the the ransom the note. ransom note. We know it was an inside job, but whoever did it got fully got away with it, and we're never gonna know. Never going to know. Because if it got covered up this long and there was not enough. Although, didn't there wasn't there something the other day about some new DNA maybe? Well, I might. So I heard something online, but it might have been like, a, I mean, Clickbait. I didn't really you know <laughs> trust my source. But it said something about there being DNA. There was some other DNA that was at the crime scene yeah. that they're retesting. Oh. I, I don't know if that's true. It could just be. Because the son we, we know it was we know it was the brother or the dad or like they 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 covered it up but that I think that's my in my number in my top three um, a lot of people said there's a couple cases from Idaho Falls that never got solved where girls just disappeared okay. so some people said that um, the Delphi murders do you know that one I remind me it's the one where those two girls I think I want to say they were about thirteen just went on like a little summer hike. And oh, never yes, came yes, back, yes. and they, the bridge. Return. Yes, yep. and there was like the like they knew something was going on because they took pictures of a guy on a bridge, and they had yes. some audio recording. And then didn't they find their some they, of their stuff? They found and, the bodies, um, but like stuff strewn about, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Some kind almost of like he had done it somewhere else, and then put the bodies back. Yeah, something weird. That was one. Um, Susan Powell's. I mean, we know that oh, we know that Josh we, killed her, but. Where, Where is, is she? the body? Where is she? They need to find her. And I think it is shocking that when they thought they found her, I know. it wasn't her. I know. We went to this place in Arizona where there's literally just cracks in the ground, like caverns that go down 
forever and you can't see the bottom. There's probably so many bodies there in there. There are bodies Hundreds. in there. Um, also, I would love, and this has been a solved case. Mm-hmm. Um, has it been solved? Um, I guess it hasn't been solved. Well, I mean, it's been solved. OJ. OJ Simpson. OJ. He, like. Well, yeah. I mean, we know. We know he did it. Robin said that Adnan from the. Oh, Adnan. Did he do it or did he not do it? I wanted to think that he didn't, but he probably did. And also the making a murderer. I have a hard time saying that word. Making a murderer, murderer. that huge Netflix show. I don't think he did it. But I would love to know. It's the one where he killed. I can't think of the name right now for some reason. The kid that got arrested was Brandon Dassey. And he was the nephew. And his uncle had been in jail, wrongly accused of a rape. And he spent, like, I want to say he was either 8 or 18 years in jail. But, like, the family was, like, a big, like, the nobody liked the family. They're all kind of, like, have you know, white mm-hmm. trash or whatever. So then Whiskey a, a report. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was a, yes. So then, like, less than a year after he got out of jail, this, like, um, photographer that came to take some pictures of, like, cars they would sell got murdered. Did you not watch Making a Murderer on I, Netflix? I don't think I have. This How is, did you miss this? This is not familiar to oh, me. Oh, my gosh. Well, she um, turns up murdered, but I don't know if they even ever found her body. She disappears. Okay. And they pin it on him and his nephew. But when, like, they have all this video of the detectives interviewing the nephew who confesses, but his confession was completely like fed to him like they would say well what did you do what did you do to her uh i don't know i don't know because he's like um mentally like like really low iq Mm -hmm. and they they said if you just tell us what you did you can go home and we won't like you'll be fine i do vaguely remember hearing something about it because i remember hearing that he like they almost coerced him into um they told him well what'd you do did you do this did you do this until they basically basically he said yes to what they wanted him to say so i would love to know what happened to her because i don't think that who was the guy that did it i can't think of his name but that one and yeah wow i know yeah i i back to the oj i was a devout oj i watched every waking moment of that whole trial oj fan or just OJ, fascination no, just the trial i just yeah. watched the trial and and then i read the books after i was so fascinated with yeah. it um but so and i don't now i don't really remember but so he got off they said yeah. he didn't do it so are they just like well yeah whoever did it i'm sure they're fine <laughs> yes yeah no one ever tried to investigate <laughs> all we know is it wasn't oj and that's good enough for us <laughs> it's just fine yeah, there was no, like, let's keep looking because everybody Or maybe knows. they just, yeah. May, I mean, I wonder how often that happens. Like, he was acquitted, but the police are like, yeah, it was him. So they just, they counted as a, they can't count it as a closed case then. Yeah. Well, it's the thing of, like, the prosecutors will, all, it's like the thing about Pam. The prosecutor was so convinced or wanted to be right so bad. The prosecutor and the detective so convinced that her husband killed her, the Pam Hupp story. Mm-hmm. Haven't finished it by the way. Oh, so good that they wouldn't even investigate Pam because they don't want to admit that they're wrong. 
Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of times, like, because the prosecutor and the DA has to be the one to say, let's investigate someone else. They're not going to do that because they're so convinced, even if that they were wrongly accused, they're so convinced that they were right, that they never, it seems like they never investigate anybody else. Yeah. And I get so fast. Okay. Now we're over I know. our time. Dang it. Don't get us talking about um, murder. Don't. Yeah. Don't even. Because now this just turned into a murder podcast. Forget everything we've said before. <laughs> we're starting over. We've got another hour. Um but I, I think it's fascinating to watch the shows um, where they show people like the fake confections, yes. not confections, that's food. <laughs> that's confessions. Yes. Where like they, but I, I think that it shouldn't be legal to put somebody in a room and to just like yeah. grill them and grill them and grill them and, and like they and trick them and lie to them. They're allowed to lie to them. They're allowed to say you can go home and watch wrestling if you just c- tell us this. Yeah, they and then be uh, to they've broken him down there. And imagine if you really didn't do it, yeah. and you get hauled into jail or into a police station, and you're being like told that you're being accused. Like, wouldn't you not be in the right frame of mind mm-hmm. to really yeah. be able to? And especially minorities, I think this happens to minorities a lot more often, where they feel like, you know, if you just tell us this, we'll you'll we'll like give you a deal. Where if you don't, we have all this evidence, and they lie and they say. We have your DNA. So and so, so already you're confessed be, it. And yeah. yeah. It's Where just it's like shady. they feel like that's their only option. It's yeah. so shady. Yeah, so I'm the, fascinated by false confessions. The moral of the story is do not confess to anything and do not talk without a lawyer. Always get always lawyer up. It doesn't make you look guilty. It doesn't. It and, is for your protection. And they can't hold you without arresting you. The minute you say, I want to go, they have to let you go. Don't let them bully you. Don't, don't let, let them push them you around. Uh-uh. They don't own you. Nope. Okay. okay. But that is one of my biggest fears. Yes, it is. Mine, mine is too. <laughs> Here today, t- tomorrow in prison. Yep. And riding with a dead body next That's to right. me in an airplane. You never know. <laughs> All right. We're out of time. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Let us know. Go back. It's on our Instagram and let us know what would be your most wanted and then case. we will start a private investigating group and we will answer it for you. Oh, I would love it. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? The so podcast fun. is now officially changed. I know. <laughs> so see you next time on Crime Solvers. <laughs> <laughs> and goodbye. And goodbye. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Truth Fairies Pod. And send us an email at truthfairiespod at gmail.com. Truth Fairies is hosted and produced by Brooke Flake and Jamie Garn. Original music by Greg Hale. <laughs>